Hello, dear listener, and welcome to episode six, season three of the Human Being to Whole Being podcast. This week, I am so excited to have Susie Cuthbertson on the podcast. We have been in shared mentoring and group coaching spaces. She is a delight an absolute bubble of fiery energy, which I absolutely love. And we were lucky enough to spend some time together in Crete earlier this year, where, as you can imagine from listening to the podcast, we did not stop chattering about everything and anything. It is the biggest honour for me to have a friend like that, someone who sees the world in a very similar way, but also is not afraid to question, to challenge, to get really curious about things that are coming up in a conversation or words that are being spoken and how we can really start to own our own truth a little bit more. So I'm so excited to have Susie on this podcast today. We speak about so many different topics, but most especially really doing business. And when we're speaking about business, we're speaking about everything, how we can do it in our own way. How do we get to that place of really curating and creating a life, a business, a body, a being, a whole entire world that we love to be in, that feels delicious to be in. This is the new earth we're creating. I hope you enjoy this podcast. As always, please, I love to hear your feedback. Um, And yeah, enjoy. I'll see you all very soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome, Susie, to the show. I feel very giddy having you on. I feel like we've already (laughs) found a lot of excitement and energy and just literally chatting for a few minutes. How are you? I'm good and I'm also giddy Rachel so um we think we're going to have a bit of fun yeah I feel like a mischievous little child I'm like oh what's about to happen <laughs> because we're talking about rule breaking maybe and doing it our way rule breaking and doing mm-hmm. it our way and I think mm-hmm. I think we should just dive right into the conversation that we're going to have and there's so many tangents so many things we could talk about as we have already chatted for hours and hours and hours about all of this but what a beautiful place to bring it into this platform and sharing it with the world so doing business your way that for so many people maybe sounds like well of course I'm going to do it my way But it's very easy to get caught up in whether we know it or not, like behaviors and structures and systems that don't feel so good. So first of all, I would love to know what does doing business your way look like for you? Oh, so interesting. So can I wind you back a bit? Oh, please. Because you know what you just said? People say, of course, I'm going to do it my way. Mm. Well, that was me when I came fresh out of corporate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So fresh out of corporate, um, like I like to say, a a rookie, like to the entrepreneur world, being a senior leader, I was like, of course, I'm going to do it my way. That's how I've done everything for the past, what, 16 years. And isn't it funny when you come out and you realize that things aren't as, don't come to you as quickly as what you would hoped for, and that you start off doing things your way, but somewhere down the line you start to bend and you start to shape yourself around maybe 
what you see the industry doing, what formulas you see being applied elsewhere, basically what strategies are going to get you what you want quickest. And then before you know it, when that might not be working out for you, you start mm -hmm. to bend your, your, you know, your shape again for potential clients that are coming on. So you start like dropping a few boundaries or maybe taking calls outside of the parameters that you agreed with yourself. You start working, you know, that 60 minute session becomes a 70 minute session. Mm. Um, and it's all these little things that when we say at the beginning, of course, I'm going to do it my way. We don't realize we're going to embark on this journey where we are tested and it happens to, I don't, I haven't met anyone really that this, that hasn't gone on this journey, by the way, Rachel, and that's, you know, thousands of women in business and some pull the boundaries and rein it in quicker and some allow it to go a bit longer and some just have never stopped. Some just keep, you know, going on as they did in corporate, allowing energy to leak and allowing people to um, walk on them and, and also them allowing themselves to bend themselves and fold themselves into all these wonderful different shapes for other people's needs wants and desires so when we talk about this the the way I do business now and this is work in progress you know all these years on is still work in progress I still have to check in myself every day is I very much go from a desire-led place mm. not from a need you know I very much look at what my long-term vision is and I make sure that I'm in alignment with the values of that woman not the woman that is just sat here right now and that strength helps me do things like you know if I'm like I only work um set hours in the day because I've got my son either side like that's not negotiable that's done like contact me outside of that um you're not going to hear back from me and I'm really you know very strict with that with myself and for my family things like client sessions over running well I used to be an absolute nightmare with that like but now I'm like less is more and no you can't have more and the more I find that you do give to people the more generally that I have found personally that people then take and we allow them to by the way we we're just giving our power over and the way I like to do business is essentially feeling into my energy and what feels good so we just talked about even like launching or whole way of launching now is totally different mm. um very much more in the feminine flow I like to weave in between two because I still understand that I need part of my masculine we all do by the way but there are parts of it which I really know that I um, flourish with and there are parts of it that I've had to I suppose release um so my launches are much more feminine um in terms of the flow the way that they work my way that I work my clients is much more fluid there is weirdly enough a lot of structure around my week because structure is actually freedom for me which mm. for years I rebelled that as a mm. as part of my um you know kind of way of being I almost had the opposite theory but now I understand what that means and I do what I say I'm going to do so like if I say I'm going to turn up somewhere or show up somewhere or do this thing somewhere then I do that and that makes me feel really good because actually back at the beginning I wasn't doing that um because I wasn't showing up for myself yeah. because I was treading on my own eggshells because I was in need and I was in self-doubt and I think a lot of women that go on this journey of entrepreneurship find themselves in that zone I normally say it's like 12 18 months zone where that's going on for them before they start to come in their magnificence before they start to rise up and understand like absolutely no more before they start giving themselves automations of how it actually is going to be um 
And so I'm hoping this is answering your question, Rachel, mm, in terms yeah. of some of the things that I've adopted. And I also have break times where before I might be, you wouldn't find me, I'd be doing exactly what I did in corporate. I'd just pick that shit up and put it over here. And it was quite toxic. And that was like no loo breaks and um, keep working on and working long hours and going on into the night. And this was actually happening in my business. But thankfully, that just doesn't happen now because I did not leave that lifestyle to recreate that again. But I had to go on a journey. I had to go on some lessons and I had to go on this gorgeous, I suppose, metamorphosis of this, this new woman who says no a lot. So, I mean, there's so many things I want to say off that. And I'm trying to like be present whilst also like taking in everything that you're saying. I would love to ask the question around, not around like the boundaries we need to put in or the things that we kind like the structural things, and maybe we can get to that. But I want to lean in towards the moreness that you said mm-hmm. and really leading from a desire based place. And what I mean by that is, the boundaries, of course, we need them and the structures, of course, we need them and um, how we communicate with people. These are kind of like the foundation things it feels to me. And it won't be for everybody, but I don't want to go into that with you now. I want to go into, you've created your own business. You've left the corporate world for a reason. And it wasn't purely to like or maybe it is to start off with but like what does more look like for you like when you go into a desire based place and for someone out there who knows that they want to leave a corporate job or knows that they want to start their own venture and their own entrepreneurial venture or whatever it might be how has that playing around with it gets to be more I get to have days off I get to have holidays I get to like really and truly shape my world from a desire based place and I know that the feminine instinct within all of us is not just like I just want a bit of structure and like she wants so much more so how do we start to play with that from a place where we have been so compressed and suppressed and stuck within a system like that's got to be pretty shaky territory right yeah I think there's two things we're talking here one is an identity piece and having to release and let go of I suppose the woman that you were for so many people out there so with that comes um yeah release work letting go shedding uh, allowing yourself to vibrate higher even when people around you might not um like it so really it's standing up for yourself more Rachel and I think the other part of this is the emotional side which we're touching on which a lot of what we do as women um maybe guilt so we're guilted into doing things guilted into feeling like we need to do more hours guilted into staying in the office guilted so I actually worked on that so yes outwardly you can see all the like you say the structural pieces but actually I didn't get there from just building that I had to work on me and work on my non-negotiables about my soul you know what values am I as a human being not going or not up for sale you know what am I what services will I not sell and hand over for cash? Um, does that make sense? Is this kind mm, of what you're, yeah. yeah. So these are the things that I had to do in order to get what I've just spoke about. It And some people think, you know, you just do it the other way around, but no, actually, it, you know, it can be, you don't have to do either or, but you have to do them maybe even in tandem if you want to start seeing the changes today, if you want to collapse a bit of time on it. So for me, I had to um, 
start understanding that I was enough. And because I was enough, that 70 minute session was not needed. You know, my sessions are now down to 45 minutes. Like I know in that session that we can work through whatever it is, you know, in a laser time prior, it was almost like I was serving out of need for that person because that person expected it. So it was almost like working to other people's rules, other people's expectations. And the interesting thing is that is the corporate woman. That's what we just did. You know, we didn't realize that, but actually it was other people's rules and we were serving up our flavor of our sense of ourself or our soul essence, as I like to call it, to how other people wanted to perceive and see us, whether it was in the boardroom, whether it was in the office, whether it was in front of the team. And that's what I've had to strip away, like strip that right away, because actually that was a mask. It wasn't me, which is why a lot of people, you know, um, women, you know all people come out and they feel so vulnerable online is because actually until you drop that until you drop those identities those emotions you know shed the guilt shed that look of that person and start adopting who you actually really are and who you really came here to be then you're in this like really wobbly territory until you can really find your feet and find your soul so you can anchor deeply in it so that you can show up in your business with integrity in a way that feels so fucking good that you want to get up every day for it. And I know so many people that don't feel like that because I feel like, you know, in some ways it's because they haven't released identity. In some ways they haven't even worked on it. They're just trying to, I don't know, get the next client or land the next launch or do the next thing. And that doing for me is what stopped because actually I realized it wasn't about the doing it was about the being and yeah. I know you hear this a lot and you should drive me nuts Rachel used to hear yeah. me saying it saying what the fuck does that mean yeah um, what's the action <laughs> yeah what's that? tell me how 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 no, yeah show me get me pen and paper I'll write down loads of notes about it and it's in, it, the 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 only way this will click for people is when it clicks yeah. when it drops when it's enough when you're done when you know that there is another way because guess what we trust there is why because it can't be like this so if it can't be like this I'm a resourceful human being and woman and I will make it another way and I think that's certainly what I apply and I've applied into the business it's you know it's really just working um, away from the toxic behaviors from some of the patterning from the needing to be here and also a lot of what we're driven by is ego mm. You know this well I need to be at my PC no you don't mm. well I need to be did it no nobody cares like when you realize that nobody cares this sounds awful mm. but they don't it's actually just um you know a fantasy an illusion of our mind that we've done out of safety really then you start to realize that actually you can let go of some of these um things around your business around the way you should do things around your terms and conditions and all of a sudden everything just frees up for you I think it's a really interesting um, journey maybe to how a lot of people end up in their corporate job. Certainly for me, it came because that was like the thing that we do, you know, the traditional route, the approved route for me, for the life that, that from the family and the, the place that I came from, it was very much go to school, do your A-levels, go to university, get a corporate job. That felt like just the route for me. And that's the route that I followed. And so as we do that, we don't ever really have that true moment for exploration of who we are. And obviously who we are is changing at many different life stages. So I think that exploration then 
obviously there's something within you that says I want to leave this corporate job because something doesn't feel right you know because you're burnt out as so many women are when they leave or they don't have time to see their children or they just have a desire to create something else and so they leave but I think maybe then what it kind of must like hit a lot of women as they step into an entrepreneurial space and a lot of people say it's like having your own business is really a spiritual experience it's such a moment of evolution for our souls where we then have to really sit with how we've been doing things how we want to do things and it feels to me like archetypes and the archetypes come in a lot here um so I wonder if you could speak about that because I know that's something that comes into your work a lot these these roles that we end up playing and um ways that we can kind of get stuck in patterns that maybe don't feel good what what archetypes like feel for you in this moment like they might be coming up that maybe women could look into feel into oh so I think for years and I had no idea and you know I've been on a personal development journey for over 20 years okay so like this is not new to me and the reason why I say that is because I was still in shock the first time someone said you're in victim like I was like excuse me <laughs> what I read lots of books and it was really interesting because it was really affronting and I was you know I was in victim and victim is one of our shadow archetypes that we have and I actually hadn't even heard like this phrase this sentence and basically I was blaming everything and everyone mm. you know I'm working these hours guess what no one made me do that Rachel mm. no one made me I put my own expectations on myself like um, and I'll come into that in a minute because that's a whole other thing but our own expectations is what burns us out it isn't necessarily the external environment it's our internal environment and what we're growing mentally for ourselves and when we're in victim victim allows us to basically override all sense of safety like real safety and allows us to go into an unsafe overdrive which then allows us to burn ourselves out because we can't see that things aren't actually being done to us we're doing it to ourselves so we keep sabotaging we keep the patterns going and I feel like a lot of the time definitely I was in corporate and there'll be reasons why everyone walks into these by the way without even knowing um you know from childhood trauma or wounds you know past life etc but actually that doesn't matter what matters is we're aware of the fact that we're playing that so I think for me one massive one is is the victim and the second one for me was the prostitute and the prostitute really is and if anyone's listening this is like shadow work by Carl Jung and he has eight archetypes of shadow but these two are calling screaming to me right now we're speaking about this and the prostitute is just exactly like is the overgiver, is the people pleaser is the woman that will say yes to everyone and everything and I was just talking about labels today and how I'm not a fan of labeling so like the prostitute did it but I love them to draw on understandings for them and detach any kind of like outcome of them. It's just more so we can explore and explain to ourselves at that moment in time, oh my God, I was so in that role. Yeah. So that we can learn, reflect and move forward from it. So, you know, from me, I had to move out of the prostitute because I was giving, you know, it was this more, more, more. It was this give, give, give. It was um, proof, validation, um, you know, similar to you, you know, I grew up in um, Irish Catholic family and there was definite element of proving to the men 
you know, were so, which is why I got up my career ladder very quickly. Mm. And for me, that came out in all these ways of right to get there. What do I have to do? Well, I didn't know. So what I did was just bleed myself dry. Um, And what I knew I needed afterwards was I needed to move into my lover. You know, I needed to get self-compassion. I needed to look at this woman for what she was and this child for what she was. And I needed to put my arms around both of them. And at the point where I'm moving through the say the victim prostitute, there was none of that. There was no compassion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no love. Um, but then so again, like- those are corporate traits, right? Like work harder, work faster, work more, you know, carry on until you drop and all of these things. So I think that also is like extra compassion for that space where it's like, well, I've never been taught this. I've never been mirrored this. Yeah. And I think that is like the, you know, patriarchy that we find ourselves in end of story, like very masculine, um, you know, it's only recently there's been flexible working allowed in the workforce, the recognition that people actually have families, um, and, you know, have other, um, responsibilities outside of work. And it's only recently that, you know, even coming away from the fact that boards are now starting to get, um, you know more female leaders within them mm. and I feel like that was gifted to us that was handed down to us and as much as that was then this is now which is why if we kind of know that that isn't the times we're moving in then if we're opening up our own businesses then we have the power right now we have a lot of power right now yeah and we have also a duty of care to every single person around us and that comes after us to start creating lives of meaning and meaning means that we're not you know just working 24 7 every single day that we are creating these legacies that I talk about all the time and it doesn't have to be the biggest legacy in the world at all it just has to be one that you leave here proud of um, that you leave here feeling a warm warmness in your heart and that you've done good in the world like that's how I want to feel and I feel when we're burnt out running ourselves ragged disempowering ourselves telling ourselves every day we don't have choice you know not being able to see the wood for the trees because we're in so much overwhelm um because maybe we're in victim or we're in prostitute that's when I think we need to start claiming our warrior moving into our lover um taking you know position from our sovereign and starting to really own own the power like that we have right now so I feel like most people in business fall into exactly the same path I've just described continue into um, from corporate into their business for a bit until they understand they're either going to stand up or stand down and if they choose to stand up then they need to drag on all the resources which will be these key archetypes I've just spoke about so interesting how they play out for me it was always the martyr everyone else's needs are more important than mine but within that it's also so that's like kind of sounds self-deprecating but also within that there's even like a shadowy shadow that plays out which is like but I can handle it so it's fine Mm -hmm. Uh, and so this is how the and um interestingly the ego came up with Rebecca Wilson who I was recording with um in the episode before this one and she was saying the ego sometimes gets a bad rap you know we need the ego it protects us and it supports us but I think what really changes is this conversation and curiosity to say like are you protecting me or are you holding me back Mm. and I think that's a really interesting space because you've mentioned their power and there's also this question that I ask a lot you know how are we getting in our own way 
because the victim within me for many years said, I've been put in a box. Men have put me in a box. Society's put me in a box. Da, 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 da. But actually what I realized is like, I put myself in the box. You know, the box was created by society and the patriarchy and all of these other things and the roots and the patterns of the past we've been shown. But we decide to get in the box and to pull down the lid on ourselves. And therefore, we also have the power to open the lid, push down the walls and say, you know what? And back to the point of the podcast, I'm going to do this in my own way, Um, which I think is, yeah, truly empowering. So what does that how how do we even start with that like where do you begin when you're trying to reclaim your power your voice you can feel maybe within you there's something bigger that's calling you where do we even begin god i think the first step for me and the first step that i take any of my clients on is truth yeah and getting to the truth of the matter so that is the first step which isn't even the like how do we move forward it's like actually you need to see the shit that you're sitting in right now and it was really amazing because we had a um an amazing coach years and years and years ago and she said god i'm gonna give this analogy and basically you are sitting in it right now and you are smelling it and you're actually even enjoying the smell of it and i'm like no i am not absolutely and she was like well why are you still sitting in it then yeah and i was like oh oh my god and all of a sudden I could see for what it was so there is a truth bomb that needs to be dropped on just to make sure before we move forward because there's going to be a lot of chaos that needs to be created if you are saying that you want the change that you're saying you want we just need to be sure that we're coming from a place of truth I think once you've done that and acknowledged and got your head out of the sand about a lot of things because I think we're very good at doing that especially you know in terms of avoiding because God forbid it might mean that we have to um, disappoint people, you know, or upset people or even upset ourselves because it means we're going to have to stretch. Then we start moving into this place of like almost acceptance, right? Okay. So this is it. So this is what it is. So this is what it looks like, right? What do I need to move to next? Then starting to look at your value system. And I mean, really seriously looking at what, you know, when I've done this exercise with so many people, like, God, I haven't even looked at my values for years. Yeah. people talk about values a lot but actually when you say to people right give me your top five they're like uh, uh, uh. so and what out of them is serving you right now oh my god my business is hanging me right now and one of my top values is freedom right yeah. what do we need to yeah. do so it's starting to work from that so that's kind of a logical way but then I match that up energetically so where are you feeling it in your body because I really do think we've forgotten about the way business feels in our body and we from corporate we forgot how corporate felt in our body and we've suppressed it and pushed it so far down because actually for some not for everyone lots of people love corporate well they 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 reject it so much that they suppress it so much we kind of start doing that whole same stuff with our business all over again it's like a it's like repeating history and when we get honest with the fact that this doesn't even feel good so not only is it hitting my values not only is the truth that this isn't working for me it doesn't work for my family whatever that is I now feel yuck about it we start to work where that's coming from, what those emotions are, what those feelings are, and start tracking that back with the business as well so that we can start building from place, right? What would feel good? What ignites you? Okay, I'm not talking about what's, like, what scares you and already going into this overdrive mode of, well, if I, if I do business like this, people will leave me. I don't care about this. In this new reality, if you could start and have anything you wanted, anything you wanted from a place of desire, we always start from desire. What would that look like? 
and we grow from there and we just take from there and we plant seeds from there and then we see what flourishes and some people have great big visions from that some people have small visions from that some people just have this sense of you know what I don't even know what it looks like but I don't care because I'm prepared to start moving feet forward mm. because I'm not prepared to stay over here and that essentially is just one way mm. of getting people out of the yuck into the new and starting to work from a place you know that ignites your soul like I say to people can you generally say that you want to kick your legs up out your bed every morning when you want to go to you know into your business you know can you would you want to have sex with your business I was just thinking that when you yeah, said that you to me I was like it? yeah that's the and question if you don't want to like and also does your business want to have sex with you you know because yeah. it's a two-way it's a relationship isn't it it's a two-way street and if you neglect a partner your partner's going to be like I'm not into it you know like it has to be give and take it has to be give and take and you know there's so many women that like maybe aren't financially where they want to be in their business and they forget the whole thing and it, this is a relationship with money check but it's also your relationship with your business if you've got yeah. an inherently um toxic relationship with the business or love hate you know and be that by the way I have had that I am being there and I still have days where it happens I'm just able to quickly get myself out of it now and acknowledge it a lot faster than what I would before I could sit in it for days and not understand what I was doing now I'm like ah okay I see you I catch you um we move through it together we get through it and we probably you know what would maybe take me three or four days previously might take me I don't know literally 45 minutes now so the point being is this is just consciously being aware of what you're creating a lot of people don't I don't understand why this is happening to me what are you creating right now with your business what is the relationship you have with it what does it have with you same with money same with your clients you start to go through this process of um as I love to call it because I love love to do this I think if I was doing something else Rachel I would be a professional declutterer um I love it too it's my top hobby it is it's a matter like you know many people ask me to go around and I'm very happy to oblige um so I feel like I do that with you know you've got to you've got to do that with and I certainly do that with a business but from a you know like what is working for me right now what is just feeling it for me right now what is what is nourishing my soul right now Mm. and what isn't and I think we know when we keep pushing our heads against the door of something that isn't opening and we can look and it isn't feeding us or nourishing us or gifting us or loving us then unfortunately as hard as that is as hard as that might be for whatever reason we need to say goodbye and we need to let go um and it's really about respecting that and it's respecting yourself trust enough to know that it knows mm. always knows there's two questions i want to ask you here but the first and you've just said about letting go it feels like that process is almost well what was coming up was like but the emotions of that you know like the anger and the frustration and then what came from that in my mind is almost as like this grief process you know we first of all have the disbelief or the shock or the denial and then you know I don't really know what steps are but then you go through and you have the anger and then you have the acceptance and it almost feels like that journey because I think we need to hold space for the fact that when you start to declutter your Mm -hmm. identity and you start to realize the patterns and you start to like, I've had big moments where I feel so angry that I even need to do this work (laughs) because it's like, 
And that's what makes me, but then I use that anger and I recognize it because that's what gives me so much passion to my job, my work, Mm -hmm. which is to change it for future generations, because I feel frustrated and annoyed that these, we have inherited so much of it. And, and we then, we do have the power to take ourselves out of it. But yeah, I'd love to speak to that, like these emotions that come. And I think it's very easy for us to look at someone look at you where you are now, look at me where I am now, look at other people where they are. And it's like, oh, they just did it. We're seeing Mm -hmm. the kind of polished end product, but we have to get gritty sometimes and it does get gritty. So like, yeah, I'd love to maybe either hear your own personal experience or what we can maybe expect and how to support ourselves in that space where, like you say, the the chaos comes. Well, this is so interesting because what you described was obviously um, cobbler's grief cycle, which I love because I explain that to some of my clients a lot about what we do in this industry, because there is, there is a lot of anger. There is a lot of, I can't believe I've spent so many, I don't know, whether it be a year, two years doing it this way and it's now not the right way. Um, and I absolutely did that. And I, I don't know anyone else that hasn't, but I have dropped the wrong I've dropped the wrongness in this all and that has been a massive help on my journey this, this sense of right or wrong there just isn't it just I still make a mistake it just is yeah. it just is like there, there is no it just is it was what was right for you at that moment in time it's what you did there we go and by the way that's been a big journey and a big lesson for me because I was very much husband will testify to this mm-hmm. I was very much the um memory like an elephant would not let it go dog with a bone choo 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 um and that served me to a degree at some point in my life but I've had to learn to let go that part because in business guess what it is not linear it is not straightforward it doesn't matter what your level at you know I I um have clients at all different levels you know whether they're just starting or whether they've got three businesses like it doesn't matter. We have the same things going on behind closed doors. The same imposter syndrome comes in. The same, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have done it this way comes in. You know, that that um, incessant shadow comes in for all of us. Like even if we teach on it and we know about it, it can come out of nowhere for us. So the cycle that you've just said, absolutely. The denial, you know, the denial when you have the niggle in the gut and you kind of already know that something is going down. You know, the the um, fact that you're not accepting, well, I'm just not accepting what is happening here right now. I'm just going to, you know, pretend it isn't. The anger, oh God, yes, the anger. So I feel like if this is helpful, listeners, there is no one, you know, from the years of doing this and also from senior leaders behind a closed door with them, there is no one that does not go through this at every single point in their career or their online journey. So I think the interesting thing is when we can see it for what it is, we can work for it quicker, we can understand the process a bit more, we start to trust our bodies more, we listen to it quicker, therefore we can make decisions faster. Um, and there's definitely an empowerment in that. So I think, yeah, this these polished versions, you know, this this whole pedestal, this whole perfection, this illusion of our mind, it's like it's like just constraints, this jail or, you know, prison sentence that we've gifted ourselves so that we don't have to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a safety mechanism. We know this, it stops us from, you know, being who we came here to be because A, we've been taught it and B, we feed into that lie. Mm-hmm. 
but it is a safety uh, mechanism. So it's almost like understanding that that actually isn't very safe. Not shining mm. is not safe. <laughs> um, holding yourself back and making yourself angry every day with those emotions in your belly because you're not being visible because you're too scared is not safe. It's not a safe thing. Spending time in that space, that energy, that frequency is not safe. It's erosive. And I think when people start to understand, ah, actually what was maybe once protecting me is now obviously killing me, mm. it starts to become a totally different game. And um, yeah, I just, I just feel like everybody goes on that. And the, this polishedness is just the end result of maybe loving yourself a bit more, but I don't think we should judge people for that. Mm. And, and possibly what changes is, you've just done it a couple of times, like you've been through the ringer in like, and I don't mean that to sound so negative, but you have some experience like, oh, I've been here before, I felt the pressure. And yet for me now, after being in it a few cycles, what I often see is those moments where it feels so chaotic. And I know that we're both feeling that chaos right now. Interestingly, as we're recording this, we're both kind of in the ringer a little bit feeling it. But what changes is this, trust and this knowledge that on the other side of chaos you know like when there's a storm outside the dawn after the storm is often the calmest and that's for me where the most clarity then comes through so possibly what changes and you know let me know if you feel differently but at first it's like oh my god I must be doing something wrong because everyone else looks like they're sailing through as opposed to no no babe we're all in it I've just been through it before so I'm you know calmer with the chaos I 100% agree, but I also think another shift that I've had around this is yes to the chaos and yes to the wobbles and yes to the, um, you know, where your energy is totally off because you have no idea where you're coming and going. That still happens, by the way. Mm. But I've also changed my language around it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's helped massively. So rather than making it this big drama, because I love drama, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I often say I would have, I could have won an Oscar, but um, there's still I, time. There's still time. There is still time. Is Let's still undo time. all those lovely um, neurological pathways I've built up over the past few years for myself. <laughs> let's just let's reverse them again. <laughs> but I feel like the drama of it all is gone. It's like mm. that was the old me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's the song, the dance, the singing, the shouting, the addiction. Yeah. That you know, it's like I see fun in that now. I can yeah. see her when I'm going through these moments. Like I caught myself yesterday going for a bit of a moment and then I just burst into laughter because I was like, I see you, I can see you. And I have fun with her now. And I can play with the wounds she's playing from. And I can see the wounds she's triggered from. And I can see the shadows she's playing in. And I can see the person that's triggered and I can see the reasons why. And that makes me just build more. And I think that's what I draw on. That's why it becomes easier. Can you see there's all these resources now to pull from? It does not mean it doesn't happen. It does not mean there ain't um, still rainy days and feeling stuck or feeling sticky. It's just about um, getting through them quicker. It is like you said, you're experienced in it. But I do think there are people that are very experienced in it, Rachel, but they're still in it and they're still very much in it, um, whether it's a choice or whether it's uh, I haven't ever sought the help to get me you know teach me another way or show me another way and there are so many other ways there is always a way out there is always an exit sign mm -hmm. you just have to you know maybe get someone to help you illuminate the lights so you can see 
the way to get out or get off the plane? I think that's where the conversation around labels, not to label ourselves, but the, the, the modalities that give us a label can be really supportive. Things like human design and things like that, when we can use them as tools just to get to know ourselves a little bit more um then potentially there's something in there that can help us learn and support these tendencies and i think the other thing to mention here is we are speaking in a business sense but this is not just business right this is relationships this is our home life this is our our everything so for you does it it translate in all of them when there's chaos and when there's chaos in other the lessons that you're learning in one of the lessons that you're learning in other or is there more distinction um with kind of all of the different areas of your life such an interesting question um hmm everything translates into everything right because we just we are um so i remember saying someone to me clearly saying well i just want to work with you on this but i really don't want to talk about life and i said brilliant i know about another 20 coaches that can help you with that because i can't because i won't because we are you know a whole being and whatever is going on over there will leak in even if you are doing your best to put your mask on again and not show it to people ultimately it will and if that is external factors or if that is just your behaviors then they're going to cross paths because you are it it is you mm. but where i feel the difference is is if one chaos is here is over here no not necessarily you know i can have blissful over here for a while and there can be chaos going over here and then whoop, the winds change and it just happens oh yeah it can happen both at the same time but i feel like predominantly it doesn't happen like that and again i think it's just drawing on the getting it very quickly right ah okay I see you again what is it mm. rather than just letting things fester you know most people just let things it's the natural human way it's like denial keeping in that zone of denial avoidance is quite a big thing and it's almost like letting it go until you know getting a health check at the point where you're at the doctor's going I need help versus yeah. the knowing every six months you go for an MOT yeah. um and I feel like a lot of people do that and they don't understand why their walls come crashing down. And it's because, you know, we're, they're only, we're only asking for support and help when things are really bad. Um, I remember reading somewhere, somebody ah, basically just saying that they're obviously getting a coach at the point when you're, when you're desperate. Okay, fair enough. But actually, you know, it's about having that coach even way before that to support your optimum health you know optimum well, otherwise you're just kind of doing the dredge work aren't you for a long time yeah, it's range. like it's like the bins overflowing and we have to kind of dig 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 in fact I've just taken on a client and she was like I don't need this but I want no. it and I was like oh my god I was like this is music to my soul because how empowering again to come back to that word of like putting ourselves in this powerful position of how powerful we are and saying like I don't need it but I want to work from this place of feeling really good it is powerful and it is for me it is the way forward like for me it's it's about maintenance it's not about I and I used to have this belief system I used to have this belief you have to be rock bottom or you have to hit some whatever level of low before you can have the high or before you can seek help or before you can and I absolutely don't apply that in my business or my personal life mm. like I'm, I'm a definitely maintaining definitely um you know and that is very balanced so 
I think some of the stuff that I've learned definitely in the business have now crossed over to my life and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about embodiment a lot and embodiment is not just saying one thing on this side, um, you know, and then, and then doing another on the other. It is about duality. You know, we talked about this a lot, haven't we, Rachel, the good and the bad, and yeah. you can't have one without the other. And if we did, you wouldn't be able to appreciate the richness in life. So it would be pointless. So rather than, um, you know, try and say it doesn't exist or like this person with the life, or I just don't need any of that. And actually, lo and behold, um, when people say that to me, even in our beginning sessions, it so turns out there is a lot going on there, which is putting the pressure on them to need certain things in their business, which means they're not doing things from design. It doesn't feel good. For me, it is really just understanding that, yeah, there there is um, a crossover. There is a bit like... um, stranger things there is a dark side and there is a light side mm-hmm. and they can come over at any point mm-hmm. it's just being aware of them before they drop in i've not prepped you on this next question at all and it feels Ooh. like a big question but what we're really talking about here is not just changing job not just changing identity not just changing the small one little thing but it feels like a brand new earth to me like that's the way i often see it. it's like here's the playing field we're on right now and someone else is telling us the rules we've got to play by and the times we can play and what ball we can play with and all these things and it's like "Mm." and instead what we're doing is putting ourselves over here on this brand new playing field where the norm is that we sign up for support or therapy or whatever it might be not because we desperately need it and we're on our knees and like feeling like the world's crashing down on us but because that's what we do we Mm. do that so if that's like one thing that exists in your new earth what other things might exist as normal that at the moment are like, oh gosh, oh, are you doing that? Are you? The things that we know that we do or that you do that you would like to see as this is what we do just because we do it. This is the normal. Oh my God. Um, okay. So first things about the new earth. I love that as a, as a concept. And I think for me, the way I see this is just, it's almost like I've been gifted a new brain. Yeah. Like, I've been gifted a new brain like it's this second chance and I feel quite emotional actually saying that but it is it's like all of a sudden all these and I talk about these all these pathways all these motorways all these confusing motorways all these cars going busy around they're like they're gone the cars are gone the motorways are gone it's like oh here you go you can build your own infrastructure Mm. and that's how it feels to me that's how this whole journey's felt to me, but I've never been in a place where I've almost felt like I have a clean brain. And that, you know, there's that even analogy, that thought, that feeling, I can see the color of it. I can see it illuminating. Mm. That's pretty exciting. Now I don't, I haven't even built all the infrastructure there. So I have no idea what is going to be programmed into it over the next whatever. All I know is I'm very excited about it. So, and I suppose a really reason why I share that is I love your earth analogy. And if anyone's listening, it's almost like, this isn't unique or special to me and Rachel. This yeah. is something that you can have if you want to go get it. You know, if you want to spend time like we have, um, and it has been time, it has been effort, it has been tears, it has been stretch, it has been expansion. There have been wobbles, but it's been worth every penny to have an illuminating brain. There we go. Never mm-hmm. saw that until it just come to me right now. Mm-hmm. So for that, I am so grateful of. But if I could put new infrastructure in there and have it any other way, oh, what a big question. 
Yes. I think that desire thing feels like it's straight there. Like we just do things from desire and we do things from desire now, but we still have to go through the little hoops and the hurdles and the obstacles. And then it's like, okay, now I can act from desire. Imagine just being able to do it. Like I'm, I just want to go here. So I'm going to go here. No questions, no doubts. No questions, no limitations, no ceilings. For me, that's freedom. For me, that's liberation and it's really interesting because I feel I'm in this place now where it's not the things not the things Mm -hmm. I'm going to create in life it's the qualities that I want to feel in my life and I've never felt like that I've never been in a period where I felt like that I want to feel the magic in my belly I want to feel the warmness in my heart I want to so I'm acting from that so if I can have anything now it's acting from those places um, it doesn't need to be the, the feeling per se, but just the energy of which um, moving from that place, trust, trust, mm. such a big, um, small word, but huge in terms of where we operate from daily or not. And I feel like with this new landscape, with this new um, like brain space, it's almost like if it can be done anyway, well, it will just be desire. It will just be how I feel it to be. It will just be trust. And what will that look like? Hmm, don't know. Um, yeah. Do I need to know? No, I don't need to know. All I, all I want to um, kind of reassure myself with the fact is there is no right, there is no wrong. It just is. But I think that's part of the new earth, isn't it? It's, this is, it's, it's for me, sometimes what I do is, is I, get too fixated on where I'm going. And then I, I fixate onto it, I hold onto it and it, it kind of tunnel vision myself. But when I, and I'm in this space now and, and have been for a little while now where everything just comes down to how I'm feeling exactly like what you're saying, things end up unfolding. Obviously there's still a projection of where I wanna go. There's still a direction, there's still an intention, there's still a focus, but it's a disassociated attachment. It's not gripping. And when we can act from a place of feeling, however that is that we want to feel, the way that I want to feel is going to be the way to how you want to feel. And the way I feel that feeling in my body is going to be the different way to how you feel it in your body. But when we act from that place, what's happening for me is things are unfolding in a different way than I could ever ever imagined, but in a way that just feels so perfect and so right. And I think yeah gosh imagine if we could just go from feeling we can and we do but imagine if it was just the normal (laughs) it's like mind-blowing and I think it's really interesting to come back to what you said Rebecca was saying about ego Mm. you know one of our feelings is fear and Mm. if we went from that all the time we might not move so I I'm absolutely adopting that as a like uh, an amazing place to come from there will be part cerebral, there will be part logical, but right now we are human beings that are just operating from the cerebral. You know, mm. we've kind of lost that, that um, the art of anything other. And this is why we're coming into this new age of where we're starting to join the dots together and realize why we feel so goddamn disconnected as, yeah. um, you know, an earth, as a generation. And I think for me, it's the unpeeling and unraveling, and I know we talked about this before, of that for the next generations, that is going to be key so that we can show them why but it's giving them the options you know for me this is all about options just 
God, the freedom of that. I've imagined, you know, someone saying to me, like, well, I've got so many options. And, mm. you know, with that, obviously sometimes overwhelm, but it's not about that. It's actually what a privilege, what mm-hmm. a privilege to be in a place where actually I do have options. You know, when I was in my darkest days, when I was on my knees, when I was crippled with anxiety and I was really ill, there were no options. You know, there were, it was just a dark room and it was really fucking scary Mm. it's a really scary place to be and that suffocation that lack of breath that um dizziness with no oxygen that place of not options was soul destroying which is why I always say to people now like obviously I've come on there's many different paths to all our journeys right there's not just one story but for me understanding that there is a way out and that's what obviously I help women with and there's there's when you get there you realize oh my god there's 55 different exits and it is liberation it is opening up it is endless possibility it is understanding that there is so much more and more doesn't have to be a bit what you said at the beginning about filling life up with more and doing more more just has to be more meaning more feeling um you know more connection more being And it can be more things and more money as well, right? But I think the biggest point is that it doesn't matter what you have materially or even not materially, like in a relationship or something like that, if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel how you want it to feel, it doesn't matter how much money you have, the size of your house, the car, the relationship, like all of these label things, these status things, it doesn't matter about any of that if it doesn't feel good for you. Um, and I think then that just comes straight back to the feeling and the values that you've been speaking about. Um, yeah. Wow. So much wisdom. Anything else that you feel called to share before we wrap up? feels to me like there's something in the space. I feel like just kind of wrapping up the doing it your way is mm. it get it's it's there is choice. You know, when we believe that we don't have choices, when we don't do it our way when we we're coming from a place of need it's scarcity when we come from a place of scarcity oh my goodness it dries up everything around us it makes us see the world in a different place we're fearful you know we contract and when we're coming from a place of contraction then all we are is an energetic match for contraction mm. so my version of doing it my way and people doing it their way will always be from a place of expansion you know even if it feels scary even if you're going to have to create chaos around you to get what you want and I think that's a difference you know people in terms of choice or doing it their way as soon as they see the kind of options they kind of contract and then stop just know that once once you contract if you can allow yourself to expand and you can push through that that is where this comes that is where the trust comes that's where the confidence comes and you have to push your own boundaries. You're going to have to push your own boundaries if you want to do things your way. And people might not like that. And, you know, for me, um, you know, see this, it's not hard and we can do it effortlessly and we can do it gracefully. And yes, to a lot of that, by the way, absolutely. But actually, you might have to, um, you know, break a few eggs with a few sledgehammers. You might have to do things in a way that might be confusing for others around you and yourself. No, it may not be linear. It might not be straightforward. You might not see the results straight away, but I can promise you if it's what you're supposed to be doing, if it feels right in your heart and you know it to be true, that is where the beauty lies. 
Yeah, I think a big part of for me in, in my journey has been getting very clear on what's my version of success, what's my version of feeling good, what's my version and constantly coming back to that and reassessing that and then working out if how I'm living in my life is in alignment to it because mm. yeah, otherwise otherwise we're really missing the point in this life. You know, I, I often come back to this thought for so many reasons, but we're not just here to kind of sludge through and die. Like that is unfortunately what a lot of people are doing because they don't have the choice or because they don't have the awareness maybe but for me like life gets to be if we choose it if we choose and we desire it it can be this like cornucopia of extraordinary experiences and that will look different for every single person it's going to take a different form but I think remembering that and reminding ourselves of that is so important because it's so precious this life you know it's 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 short and it's long all at the same time but it gets to be what we decide it's going to be right yeah and I think that's a really key point success for me certainly was um not conscious you know Mm. it was definitely an unconscious thing at that point now it's very conscious I know exactly what my success metrics are for life um and they look nothing like they did like well they look nothing like they did five years ago but they don't even look anything like they did two years ago and they keep evolving they keep changing and that's okay because you know I don't make that wrong um it just is and they'll evolve as I evolve as a human species and that's it isn't it and that's just we're always evolving we're always evolving we'll always keep fluid um you know if we can just let go of that having to get to the end goal thing which is very masculine and which very much I was a driver of and was indoctrinated mm. with. And by the way, this isn't a bashing. This is just factual. This is just what happened. Yeah. I can see that for what it is now. It's still really helpful to me. Like I yeah. still use these, these tools. Um, but they're working for you as opposed to you working for them. Right? Unconsciously just operating yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So the final question I ask everyone, the podcast is called Human Being to Whole Being. What makes us whole, what makes us feel the most alive is very individual. And so my final question is, what is that for you? What is Susie at her wholest being? I think there's two sides to this really for me. One is just being joyful and playful and childlike with my son Mm. um and I'm talking where I just lose myself for like two hours playing shop with him um where I've no idea what I've just sold him no idea how much he just (laughs) charged me but it was you know and then it the the time will go and I think that's because the sense of reconnection back to our own inner child is just Mm. so important and I think the more we can get playful and joyful and have fun with ourselves and stop taking things so seriously for me that's key but the other part that just because I saw his little face um, is nature. So for me, when I don't have time, headspace on my own, I go duality. I very much love my own space. Some people do, some people don't. But I also love to be in nature. I also love we're really, you know, again, privileged to have on one side of me loads of fields with woods you know forest over here and it's I spend a lot of time there so you probably catch me there twice a day um with the dog and I feel that's my time to ground and be connected and understand that we are much um smaller than we think in this scale of the universe um and that actually helps that actually helps to understand that when we you know fussing and worrying about things that actually won't matter um to to kind of ground me and bring me back down so to make me feel whole really is to be back in my body and usually I find that time when I'm with trees 
mm. and woods um, and around ground and earth. I also absolutely adore the sea. I can find I get into a trance when I'm around sea, but unfortunately we're not near one, which is the next thing on my vision board. Mm, so what's this space? Water is really important, but yeah, definitely being a basically being a child again and being in greenery. Thank you. And thank you for all your wisdom and your time and your energy and your space. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's been, um, oh God, we, what haven't we talked about, Rachel? What well, haven't? There feels talked? like there's more. So like there's, we'll a have to, oh, there's always more. <laughs> there's always more. Part two. Part two. Okay. Susie, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. much.